What's your life goal? And have you achieved it? Yeah, I married you. Aw, gross. You really need to go out there and make sure the whole world hates you. Oh, perfect. My butthole is all over the internet. A fine wine. She keeps me in the basement and pulls me out when she needs me. If I drink Sambuca, he's getting it. I bought a case. Can tell a lot about a person by the way their tits, pussy, or dick looks. You come near my cheeks and it's not going to be a good day for you, homie. (laughs) This is going to be special. Welcome to the Two Onions Podcast with Danny Daniels and Vic. All right, so today, everybody, we have uh, Danny Daniels and her badass husband, Vic, the evil genius. <laughs> I love it. You get badass. I get badass, yes. And and for those of you looking, listening on our podcast, we have JP the Pope from Kink. <laughs> that was the first Hi, time everybody. you've done an... That's the that's, first time Vic's done an intro. Yeah, that's my first Big intro. Day. And, Good job, man. And probably, <laughs> probably my last. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So what? where do we even start this? I where know. do we go with this? I don't know. You know, it's so funny. We're we're in a library and you're in a dungeon. It's almost like if I pull this this book right here, I can walk into your dungeon. And like, hey, you know what? It's almost the same color. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost planned. If we had like a candle that you just removed and you walked behind it. I saw. Um, I was watching it uh, because I'm a guilty pleasure is HGTV. And oh, yeah. I was watching this new thing that they came out with that the, the uh, there's two like there's a set of twins on there that does like all this kind of shit. Yeah. And they've got a new one that they just started doing that is um that's like celebrity IOU or something like that. And it was with Brad Pitt. <clears throat> and he had his makeup artist that he's known for like 20 years, blah blah blah. Super cute, but they turned her little like back shack into like this badass thing, but it's a small area, and one of the things was they installed this great bookshelf. And they had the book on there. And when you pulled the book, the whole shelf swung open. And they, that's where they stored all of her stuff. So oh. like, as soon as you said that, I was like, I've actually just recently seen that's that. so cool. <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah, we, if, if we didn't live in a tiny New York City apartment, we would have definitely done something like yeah. that. We do have a Murphy bed. Yeah, we do have a Murphy bed, though. Mm-hmm. One of these bookshelves actually spins and it turns into a bed. Did you, do you Have you ever heard the backstory of the Murphy's bed? No. no. They had one of those in here, so I'll tell you because this is a good story. So, um, apparently the person was something, I think his name was William Murphy or something. And back in his day, it was not polite or acceptable to invite a woman into your bedroom or where a person would have slept with a bed. So what he did was created this, this Murphy's bed. So it was up against the wall. So it was his parlor. So when he had the woman come over, things started to go in the right direction. It wasn't bad because they were never in a bedroom. They were in the parlor. Oh uh, my God. That's probably well, so that necessity. Yeah. yeah. Now that makes much more sense. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, it's just a good way to hide a bed and have, a, you know, an extra space for someone to live. And then when you hear that, I'm like that dirty bed. Yeah. It makes it so much dirtier. I love what, what it. I say, like, this... welcome to my secret bedroom. <laughs> yeah. They always say necessity is the mother of invention. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no shit. And, and and we all know that uh, sex is probably the biggest motivator. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the biggest essential. <laughs> How can I get laid? I will find a way. Yeah. Where's the loophole that's going to get my dick wet? Oh, that's it. I'm <laughs> exactly. going to make a bed and hide it on the wall. <laughs> exactly. And, and then years later, people in New York would just love you for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> oh, God. How are things out your way? Um, We're good. We are... Uh, we uh, are doing the thing and trying to stay safe and stay the fuck away. And the the new thing is that we uh, is just trying to figure out like what, how are we gonna? What's the next step? Like obviously, I don't think we're ever gonna go back to the way it was because mm-hmm. of all the shit that's going on. So it's kind of trying to figure out like where is it gonna be? Is this gonna be like have there been old sci fi movies that predicted this to mm-hmm. where you know the people don't touch anymore and they go to separate rooms and put like. VR headsets on to fuck each other with like toys because no one's allowed to touch. Like, what's the porn going to look like? How am I? I like, I've got a friend who makes masks and she's going to make me some solid black ones so they'll go with the uniform. But I'm like, you know, are all the girls going to start wearing them? Are there going to be any more blowjob or kissing during porn? Like, yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm a little less cynical. I personally believe that at some point you're going to, you know, in the next two or three months, there'll be a vaccine, there'll be a treatment and everybody will go, oh, fuck, I got a vaccine. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And that'll be the end of it. I don't know. The vaccine scares me, though, because yeah. like with flu vaccines, I three years ago, mm-hmm. I think it was three years ago, four years ago, um, 
we went and got one and I got an upper respiratory infection that was so fucked that I could walk the average like hallway in a normal place, like, you know, 20 feet maybe. Yeah. And I was so winded that I'd have to like stop and I would go almost into a panic because I could not breathe. Yeah. We were on like nebulizers. We had the inhalers Jeez. and this went on for fucking, and my kid ended up with fucking pneumonia because of this shit. So we were like, you know what? Maybe we're not fucking with that. And the last time we decided to try it again, we got the non-flu, which is, you know, when you get all the flu symptoms, but you can't call it the flu because there's no way you could possibly get the flu from the vaccine. Yeah. yeah so I, got I, just, that. I don't have luck with them. And I feel like the first run of the vaccine. I think, yeah. I think what's going to, what's going to be necessity is if they come up with a treatment like they have for the flu. You know, if people know that you can go to the hospital, and not wind up on a ventilator, and it's just like the right. flu, they'll be fine. But you know, it's this. We're coming out. You know, the last time we saw this was the bubonic plague, and I don't think anybody remembers that. So let's see what happens. Exactly. I was talking to Sheree yeah. Deville, and she said, "As soon as I can go outside, I'm running around and hugging everyone." <laughs> yeah, that's what I've said too. Like I miss the embrace of other people and like the feel of them, like. To as weird and creepy or maybe hot as this may be, like I miss smelling other people. <laughs> like you know, because you because you relate that with like in your head, like you know, you hug someone and like it, you might get a scent, like you're like, oh, that cologne reminds me of so and so, or that perfume reminds me of so, or whatever the body mm-hmm. spray. Yeah. So yeah, as much as I love my wife and my kid and even my dad, I'm like, we all know I'm a dirty motherfucker. I need more. <laughs> I, I need, need more. more I need more bodies. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> What are you guys doing just fucking to kind of keep yourself from going crazy? I mean, Danny, I see your TikTok. I yeah, <laughs> I pretty much just That's torture That's amazing, him. by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I basically just torture, torture Vic. It's pretty much like this. Like, I don't want to say it's the same for me, but I'm just doing this. I was shooting at home before, so I'm just continuing to shoot at home. Okay. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I do PR for a living, so no matter where I am, and I'm writing my next book. So for us, it really, I mean, we we're in a good position to not have to have children to teach. Yeah. So it makes life a lot easier. <laughs> that uh, after how many weeks has this been going on? I think since May 13th, so or uh, March 13th, so it's exactly a month. Spring break was last week, so that was one week. So the first week was screaming and yelling and a lot of tears from my wife and the kid. Um, then they started finding a groove and she just texted me today and she's like, Oh my God, we just finished all of his assignments and record time. There's no screaming, no cussing. So from now on, I need you to basically fuck off and stay out of it. And let me handle this. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, all right. I'll <laughs> keep great. podcasting. You keep teaching our child. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> it only took a fucking month to figure out a routine to where there's no screaming and threatening and hell raising. Like there was even a day that I was in the kitchen trying to do dinner and this is like five o'clock in the afternoon or evening. And they're still fucking yelling at each other. And I turned around and looked in the dining room. I was like, if you both don't shut the fuck up and stop fucking screaming at each other, I'm going to fuck both of you up. And then I'm going to fucking ruin dinner. Like, I was so fucking mad. And then I had to I had to do the follow-up and say, so daddy was mad and I lost my temper. And that's not the way you do things. So. Oh, no. I yeah, I, I feel for my friends who have kids, especially especially if they're you know, like eight, nine, 10, 11, mm-hmm. you know, the years where the kids are going out and they're used to going out and playing and you're stuck home. You can't see your friends. It's God bless you, man. I'm sure you all uh, see a value in teachers now. Yeah. Oh, you know, I always appreciated them anyway, but now seeing what they have to go through and that's just my kid. That's just one. Yeah. Throw 20 to 30 more in there. There's yeah. a special place in heaven somewhere. Yeah. There's Man. something. They got something coming. They should be getting paid a fuck ton more than they're getting paid. Yeah. yeah. And and add 50% parents who don't give a fuck. So, yeah. you know, not, not good parents like you guys, but parents who when you call home, they go, eh, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah God bless teachers, yeah, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Um. So, damn it. I had a list because I've been planning because I was like, one day I'm going to either go back to New York or Danny's going to come here. I know. <laughs> And I'm going to make this fucking podcast happen. And I'm sitting here, I keep looking like where am I? We literally were like, how can we figure out a reason to go to Vegas so we can go on his podcast? Yeah, so we go on the podcast. So one of these these days, we'll we'll have to do this again. You come here, we go there. By by the way, I just, um, if you go to Dinner with Danny TV, um, I put up the minivan clip. Oh my God. (laughs) One of my favorite clips from your episode. So I've been showing that picture quite a bit. I've got it, uh, 
because we were talking, I, the buddy of mine that he lives in Nashville, I met him in LA. He was the one who would come to me and was like, Hey JP, have you heard of like the text hot stick, which is, I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's like when you're fucking someone and you decide to go anal and instead of reaching for the lube, you can spit out your fucking tobacco juice and use that as anal lube. <laughs> so him and I constantly, when we hear really fucked up ones, we send them to each other. Yeah. And I was telling him about the minivan. He's like, I don't think you told me about the minivan. So not only did I tell him, but I pulled up the picture and showed him and he's like, I love you. <laughs> Question. If you use tobacco spit as lube, would you get a tobacco buzz if you're getting fucked in the ass? You should. Because you absorb through your ass. I feel like you should. Yeah, yeah. Right? You, well, you would should. absorb the nicotine, you would think. Yeah, because I here's when I was back in my 20s when I partied a lot and um, ecstasy was the thing. There was always the, the theory that if you stuck the pill up your ass that you would get off 10 times harder. And I even had people offer, like, I'll give you a free one, but you have to stick it up your ass. And I was like, and I don't know if you guys were done ecstasy. One of the first things that happened is everything starts to relax. So I'm like, I'm not wasting it if it's halfway in and, you know, whatever. <laughs> so I never, even with it being offered for free, I just, I never was like, I'm going to go stick a pill up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if it actually uh, happened or not. And, well, I mean, you think about I'm it. Googling when, it. When they wanted to get uh, medication into you quickly, you got a suppository because it absorbed faster. So. It would make sense. Yeah. It would make sense. But now I'm curious. I was like, right, now I wonder, does the tobacco give you the buzz? I bet you it would. I mean, you would think it would. I mean, it's, if you can absorb faster through, you know, the membrane in your ass, it's got to it's gotta get in there somehow. Unless unless the tobacco doesn't, uh, there's got to be nicotine in the spit. There has to be. So yeah. you, know, you would think. Yeah. I don't know. I can tell you this. I had a friend back in LA, back before I met my wife. Make sure I put that disclaimer. Smart, uh, smart man. She, smart man. We, she was crazy stoner. Like she smoked so much fucking weed. Like Cheech and Chong would have been impressed. And we are sitting there one day hanging out with a friend of hers who happened to be an RN. And she was like, "I wonder if you drink blood." Like, like would it, would you start? She's kind of this whole theory about the stoner theory of being a vampire, and if you drank like real human blood, would it couldn't start it? I was like, I don't know. I drink your blood. And the nurse was like, I'll be right back. So she goes over, she brings, she had had things and she brought home apparently in her pocket. So she came over and tapped the fucking arm and drew some blood. She pours in a little shot glass. I take it to the head. Next thing you know, the girl who gave the blood passes out, just falls the fuck over because she can't believe that I just drank like a little shot glass of blood. Yeah. I laugh about it. We take care of her. We put her, you know, get her, go sit down and calm down. And I go outside to have a cigarette and suddenly I'm like, the fuck's going on? Something feels weird. I'm like, fuck, am I going to pass out? Like, this is really weird. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking stoned right now. Like, I was stoned out of my mind. So just from drinking her blood, that's how much fucking weed this girl smoked that one shot glass of blood had me fucking gone. Oh my God. Oh God. I didn't even think of that. Episode disclaimer, do not try this yeah. at home. Yeah, do not try this at home. Blood transmission is a bad idea. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, that's a lot of weed. That's <laughs> a lot of weed. Yeah. And it was quick. You know, edibles take up sometimes like two, three hours for them to kick in. Yeah. This was 15 minutes and I was fucked up. <laughs> it's the new edible. The new edible, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Now, somebody's going to hear this and be like, oh, my God, we've got to do this. Yeah, exactly. Right away. Exactly. This is how people started eating Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Someone was like, I heard this and I think it's a great fucking idea. And, oh, maybe you'll get a buzz from it. Oh, God. Yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, I forget sometimes when people listen to this, I'm like, maybe I should make sure they are smart enough not to do. Well, that's. Yeah. My dad used to tell me, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so many times we're telling, we're like, okay, but don't actually do this. Like, we talked about this on a different episode. Like, fucking girl in the ass. Like, you don't just shove your dick in her ass. Like, please do not follow porn. Please. Yeah. There's warm-up, and there's toys, and yeah. there's, there's, there's there's night before preparation. There's exactly. a reason that it looks so squeaky clean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's stop, need more lube, you know, this. Yeah. There's wiping, there's, yeah. there's, yeah, there's assistance, there's all kinds of things that make that go smoothly, and it's not just cram it in there. Yeah, it's called the, the, ma- the, magic of, of, uh, the magic of television or the magic of the movies, yeah. you know? It's like... So, Danny, did you ever, because I know when you and I first met, and I tell this story lovingly quite often because it's such a great story, 
we were sitting in the device bondage set in the green room and I walked in. It was the first time we'd worked together. Mm-hmm. And I did the, hey, we're doing this and we're doing this. And I'm JP and the director and the guy who's going to do the things. Are we going to do anal today? And you're like, no, we shit out of that hole. We don't fuck that hole. <laughs> and and I tell people, I was like, as far as I know, you went through your entire career working for other companies and you never did anal, right? Yeah, never. That's crazy. Have, did, did you guys personal? Do you ever do it? Or? No, that's actually like why I didn't do, don't do it on camera. Cause I just, it's not a thing. Like I, I'm not against it. Like I'll fuck somebody else in their ass, but I just don't enjoy it. So I was like, it doesn't matter how much money you pay me. I'm not going to be miserable. Right. You know, I do like butt plug stuff sense. for my website once in a while. Cause I don't mind that, but like full on like dick in the butt. No, I'm good. I'm good. Especially with the dick in the butt trying to prove a point porn guy. Yeah. Like it's not just going to, it's no. going to like watch me. I'm going to own this, this, I was about to say pussy, this ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's just like handing handing the virgin to the slaughterhouse. Like that's just not not go well. <laughs> <laughs> so you you with um because you said you still perform once. Is it once a month that you do? Is it camp soda? Twice a week. Yeah. Oh, it's twice a week. Mm-hmm. God damn you guys! Like between you and Cherie, you guys hustle so fucking hard. Oh yeah. So, like, like Sher- you- I don't know if you know, like, Cherie's my best friend of 10 years. Yeah. And so, and we have so much, like, in common in that sense. Like, we are constantly working. Co- but whether it's, it's a- our website, Cam, OnlyFans, like, anything. Like, we are just always have to do something. How many hours a day do you think that you are putting? How many hours a week? How many hours a week do you think you do just to work it on your brand? Um, I probably do, like, 10 to 12 a day every day. Oh yeah, this is this, this no joke. She gets up in the morning, you know, nine ten o'clock, and she stops working six seven o'clock at night. It's just straight, yeah. you know, pretty much working on her brand, messaging fans, doing her OnlyFans, doing Snapchat, doing yeah. the webs, doing everything. I know? started taking like Sundays, like kind of off, so but maybe like less hours on Sundays. But I'm still like messaging people and emails and shooting and yeah. You know. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> and I thought I was hustling. Holy shit. I gotta, I'm slacking. I got to get my ass to work, man. Because, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, I have the ability to do everything. So I don't, I want to do everything. Like, I don't want to, like, hire someone to answer my emails or do my OnlyFans for me. Because, like, I can do it myself. If that makes any sense. And I want people to be actually talking to me. So, I mean, it takes. Yeah, it, I agree. It takes time. But, I mean, Kim said is only an hour twice a week so that's actually like the most minimal thing i do but right but i mean i'm the same way like i could farm out the editing yeah excuse me and so i would say only fans but my only fans is horrible like i post <laughs> something i wait for only fans to say hey here's a reminder to post and i'm like all right i'll do it tomorrow <laughs> and i'm posting stuff that i did trade with when i set up my fan centro the last time i shot sheree yeah because she was like jp you need a second phone and you have to do this and you have to do that and it's gonna be great and it's gonna be marvelous and i got the second phone and now it sits uncharged in a box somewhere because i i don't have the, i really i i take this back it's not that i don't have the time i don't make the time to put that much effort into it because once i come in running the studio doing the productions that i'm doing done i go home and just kind of try and shut it off and be the dad for a little while yeah be patient enough so i don't kill anybody and then start all over the next day that's what i was talking to sheree about because like if i was still shooting for other companies i wouldn't be able to do both i wouldn't be able to go to set for eight hours a day and then come home and then do all of this like it would be too much so i right. don't know how girls do it i'm gonna give them all the credit but i'm like i'm this i'm like you i'm like like i work hard but like once i'm done I'm done. That's also why I'm yeah. really bad about answering my phone is because when I, I work for my phone, so when I'm done for the day, I'm like, the last thing I want to do is now sit on it, you know, but. Yeah, for even more. And I, that's one of the things I, I'm, I I keep telling myself I need to be better at, but it's like, because I'm watching TV, hanging out with my dad and whatever we're watching, you know, the commercials come on. The first thing I do is like, just like fuck it with my phone. And then I look over and here's my 75 year old dad sitting next to me doing the same thing. And I'm oh. like, <laughs> For fuck's sakes, man. This is ridiculous. Like, we could be talking, and yet both of us fucking pick our phones up at commercials. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah it's tough. We're, you know, they call it cell phone for a reason. You're a prisoner to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's the, one of the things. It's like, and we try and beat it into our kids' head. We're like, dude, you can't do this. You've got to get off this fucking thing. And then if you say, all right, 
because his phone, he's we've basically kept it blank. We got him a phone because there were a few miscommunications from work, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he was supposed to stay after for like aftercare um, at his school, and then he hopped on the bus and ended up at the fucking his bus stop needing to be picked up and sat there for like forty minutes. Luckily, he Aww. his bus stop was at a school, so there were teachers around, so he wasn't just standing someplace randomly. So that happened a couple times, and I was like, I swore I would never buy a child in elementary school a phone, but I was like, I need him to be able to communicate with us. Yeah. So, but he, he knows the phone's basically a tool more than anything else. But if you were like, okay, time to turn the TV off, go find something to do. He's like, hey, can I have my tablet? I'm like, I just told you no. And he was like, no, you said no TV. And I was like, okay, no, you can't have your tablet and you can't have the TV. And he's like, what about the Nintendo Switch? And I'm like, you motherfucker, if you don't get away from that shit. <laughs> you learn negotiation also- when dealing with a child. Yeah. <laughs> That's like that. I'm, t- you know what? I'm start. I'm. It, it's going to be probably another year, and I'm actually going to start talking like Yoda. I'm going to be so enlightened. <laughs> Just it's the, the calmness that I've had to acquire by being a dad and having a son who is very much my kid. He's got <laughs> Becky. He's got Becky's traits, but for the most part, he is 100. percent I feel like mine. it's just like karma coming back at you. <laughs> oh, 100. My dad. My dad has sat here and laughed at me so many times since he's been here because the kid will come down. And his mouth starts going a million miles an hour, and my dad just starts giggling and kind of takes his arm and pushes over on me and start. And I'm like, he's just shaking his head. I'm like, what? And he was like, you remember what I used to call you when you were a kid? I was like, yeah, motherfucker, it was motor mouth. Ha ha ha! It's so fucking funny now. <laughs> That's so, every parent's wish that you have a child like you were. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, and he's he's able to sit there and witness it and get it all a hundred percent back. Like I would go. Do you remember Lucas, the PA? Oh yeah. He, I would go to work and tell him about the spawn and like the things he was doing at home. And I'm like, dude, I'm going home and he did this and he did that. And he's such a little shit. And he was like, he's your kid, JP. And I'm like, fuck you, Lucas. I know what you're saying, dude. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but he's sweet. I mean, he's he's sweet to me. So that's all that matters. Yeah. If he's, a, he was a, if he's a shit to you, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I only exactly. met him once and we went, uh, we all went to lunch and he was great. He was, well-behaved kids so well yeah everybody that's what everybody says they're like you're doing something right because if he's an asshole to you but he's perfect to everyone else and you're doing something right exactly like, absolutely exactly absolutely they know, listen getting kids to behave in public is, yeah. a, is an amazing accomplishment these days yeah yeah but then you have to master like the look like you have to be able, like as soon as they fuck up and they know it they turn and look at you and you have to be like motherfucker yeah you gotta, you gotta have that I, I had i had one of those things where i used to threaten my son i was gonna stick him in the freezer if he was bad we happened to be out in public one day, and he did something wrong, and I looked at him, and he started screaming out loud, don't put me in the freezer! And I'm like, <laughs> Child Protective Services will be here any moment now. <laughs> Thank you. That's you fucking know. amazing. <laughs> that I'm going to make sure what I don't threaten my kid with anymore, because I don't need him saying any of that shit. Oh, yeah, right. exactly. That was, that was it. When, my, when he was like 14 or 15, I was getting the, you know, I can't wait till I'm 18, and I would say, yeah, me neither, because then it's just simple assault, not child abuse. <laughs> Right. <laughs> then you're a fucking adult. <laughs> Do you want more or are you just sticking with the one? Oh, no. I, we, we, I, because of her mom, her mom asked us if we, because we we're like, we're one and done. We're not going to do another one. Yeah. And she was like, well, can you wait five years? Because five years at that point, you kind of, I'm like, whatever, we'll wait five years to do anything permanent. And almost exactly at the five-year mark, I went in and got snipped. Yes! <laughs> and that, that problem. <laughs> well, it was, the thing is, is because one, it's not healthy. The, the main thing was I could go in and have a procedure and have it done and I'm, and I walk out. Yeah. Right. I wasn't happy about it, but I walked out and everything was fine. If she would have done it, she would have been down for, I think it's a week or two. Not, mm-hmm. And that's like, I think it was like two to three days in the hospital, if not more, and then a week or two to recover. And I was like, you pushed him out, or at least you carried him up to the point, and they cut you and took him out. I can go lay down and get a little snip, snip, and be done with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. From- it doesn't it like affect women's sex drive too? I've read, or am I thinking of something else? When they have a kid? No, when you get fixed. Oh well, she's. I think she she's exactly what they say about women when they are in, like they hit the thirties and sneak into the forties, where like their sex drive goes through the roof. So. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be old man and be like, wake hey, the fuck up! <laughs> she just cracked the 30- breathe, woman. Get off me. She just cracked the 30 line, so I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's, 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 I, uh, I have problems keeping up at this point. I'm like, I can't breathe, lady. Like, I need to, can you let me just, can I just go sit down for a minute, please? <laughs> no. And if, 
if she gets a little drinky going on, which it's now a very daily occurrence because of what's going on. Yeah. Basically, these moments when I'm alone at the studio, peaceful. <laughs> Basically, my life with Vic right now. I drink a bottle of wine and then I'm like, "Let's fuck!" And he's like, "It is three in the goddamn morning. I'm asleep." <laughs> I'm like, "You can't leave. <laughs> you're stuck here." <laughs> yeah, you're stuck. There's nowhere to go now. <laughs> oh god. Have you guys developed any like uh, daily drinking routines? Like one for that I'm doing is uh, around, depending on what what's going on during the day, but between four and five o'clock, sometimes as early as three, um, we go open the garage door and sit out and drink beer and stare towards the, the airport and kind of bet on what airline's going next, whether it's like Southwest or yeah. anything <laughs> like that. That's kind of our routine every day, starting between, like I said, three and five. <laughs> You're like airport happy hour. I love it. <laughs> exactly. Are you guys doing anything fun like that to kind of pass the time? Um, at seven o'clock every day in New York, um, they everyone goes outside and not like outside, but like on their balconies or hangs out their window or whatever they can do and cheers. And it's really, really loud. It's everyone's does it. And people have air horns. They like bang on pots and pans. There's it's like really whistles, cool. whatever people have. Um, so usually like I, I have an alarm that goes off. So like at seven o'clock we cheer and then like, then we usually start drinking. Then we, then we, then we, then we cheer again. <laughs> we cheer again to the, so you guys, you guys are showing some self-control and not drinking earlier. Yeah. Uh, depends, little, on uh, yeah. <laughs> depends on the day. Uh, we're trying to show self-control. Like we, you know, developing, like I'm trying to go for like one walk a day to get out of the house, you know, trying to. Trying to do like a little bit of a workout and trying to d- just get into some kind of a normal, you know, it's like, right. Cause it, that's everything is abnormal, but it, it's a little weird. You know, it's funny. I'm walking around New York and I mean, we're the epicenter of shit right now, but it's not, I'm in Manhattan. The epicenter of shit is actually in the outer, outer boroughs. It's in Brooklyn and Queens. Manhattan is actually okay. not in, in a, in a, in a bad place. So you walk around, you do see a lot of people on the street. A lot, not as many as I would normally see, but it's not barren. It's not, you know, this, this isn't, I am legend. And it's, it's, you know, the, the moment, the moment I either see Kurt, um, the Kurt Russell with the, with the eye patch snake from, uh, escape from the moment he shows up or Will Smith shows up, I'm the fuck out of here. <laughs> <I'm> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you see a single person walking around with a dog and an eye patch. You're like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah, snake from escape from the, but you know, you walk around, you see people and it's, it's a little difficult to stay six feet from each other, but everybody kind of like turns their head and who's wearing a mask and whatnot. But you know, you go to the grocery store, it's not horrible, but it's not, it's, it's weird. I've never seen it like mm-hmm. that. I mean, I was here for nine 11 and I've never seen it like this. Oh, it's it, this is actually more or it's more fucked up than when nine eleven happened. Nine eleven happened, and it was concentrated downtown, and the shit hit the fan. And a couple of weeks, it was really weird. And then the rest of the city kind of started getting to a normal, and downtown was kind of a mess. I was here for Sandy, same thing. You know, the shit hit the fan for a couple of weeks. Things weren't running. That's we're on a month and a half of this, or a month of this now, with no end right. in sight. It's it's really weird. And even when those things happen, like Sandy, all of uptown had electricity and lights and Times Square was still running. Now you go to Times Square and if you really want to see a ghost town, that's where you go because it's only tourists. It's not New Yorkers. So there's nobody there. We've been talking about going down to the Strip. Like, I want to get cameras ready. Excuse me. And go down to the Strip because this is probably the only time we're ever going to get to see an abandoned Strip. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's been drone footage that has been cycled through all the news sources and it's fucking weird as shit but it's the same thing it's because it's all goddamn tours because yeah. all the locals stay the fuck away from that it looks like CGI like yeah. the stuff that they post about New York like that like Times Square I'm like it doesn't look real yeah yeah but all, all of the footage you're seeing is, is tourist areas. If you were to go into, yeah. like, you know, the Upper East Side or the East Village or the West Village, there are people still moving around because it's New Yorkers and they're still doing things and you'll still see cars. You go to Times Square, man, and the, the, you're waiting for the tumbleweed to just come rolling through. It's it's a little scary. Wow. And, and, you know, yeah, it's kind of that same way out here. It's, like, off strip, like, where the locals are. Like, there's a park close to the house that we just bought. And you would you would think that it was the most amazing, perfect Saturday, like in autumn or spring. Like it's just it's it's beautiful, and there's people everywhere. They're not on top of each other; they're st- definitely staying away from each other. But people are yeah. moving. Like it's not that big of a deal. But at the same time, I feel like if you were to like say that's it, fuck you, you seriously cannot leave your home. You have to stay in there. People are going to lose. I and mean, it's solitary confinement. They lose their shit. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So the whole thing is, is bizarre. We'll see what happens when it ends. I mean, it's, it's going to end. It's just a matter of when. 
Right. I'm curious to see what the new normal is going to be because yeah. I don't like my dad's even said it too. He's like, I don't think that we can go back a hundred percent to the way it was. There's going to, some of it's going to change, but I think it's going to be for the better. Yeah. Like I think there's a, this bit of a purge, so to speak, and not by deaths, but like, like the certain things it's like, you know what? I don't like that. And I didn't really need that. Yeah. This maybe is I should wash that- my hands after I go to the bathroom, <laughs> right, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or touch someone else's hand because I don't know where theirs has been. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think that that's, that's going to be the interesting thing is what do people now, what did, what do they crave and what do they realize they didn't need? And that's right. So whatever the whatever the society is craving, if it's if it's bars and restaurants, they're going to be mobbed. And if it's like, you know what, I just spent two and a half, three months without sports and I don't need it. Attendance is going to drop. You know, it really. And and I have your guess is as good as mine. It's you know, I don't think anybody can make that prediction just yet. Mm -hmm. No. What do you think the first thing is going to be that you guys are going to do? I'm getting my nails done. Getting my nails done. First thing. First day. Going. I can't do any foot fetish stuff right now because it's a mess down there. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I didn't get it when, because I don't, I don't know if you guys, I don't think I was doing it when I was there the last time I saw you guys, but I started doing this thing where I was getting my nails painted and I was like going to a salon and I was getting the gel and Becky's like, I don't even get the gel. I was like, bitch, I'm fancy and I'm getting gel. (laughs) And I was getting like this deep, like dark kind of purple eggplant gray kind of. And then I would do like a, a matte finish on it. So it was. Oh my, cool. that's bougie. It was bougie as fuck. <laughs> and I would go in and I was doing it like every two to three weeks. I mean, yeah. I was like, I'd get ratchet enough that it would show at the bottom. But I'm like, I'm not going to get filler, bitch. Take the $5 and fix my shit and do them again. <laughs> um, but they they eventually grew out to where I almost had this like weird French manicure with just like the tips and yeah. I'm like okay there's there's a level of fucking ratchet that I I can't even walk around in a fucking pandemic and I sat there with a file and like trying to chew this shit off my fucking head. but it, that's me too like I want to go back and have that little woman with her little soft hands rub my arms and my hands again and make my goddamn nails look pretty oh yeah yeah I think I think that's gonna I think you're gonna see a bunch of self care you know yeah. hair. But- I, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see a limited group of people who are gonna want to go to restaurants and bars, but it's gonna be a little dicey. You know, can you be next to anybody? Yeah. But there are people, right. man. There are people craving that right well, now. Come on, like all the hair salons, all the Botox places, all those places are gonna be mobbed. Yeah, we're, we're, everyone trying to catch up with beauty treatments or you know whatever. Absolutely. And then you're gonna have everyone going to bars and getting shitty for probably the first weekend. Well, I thought that too, but you know what we found out is. I'm sure you guys probably found it out too. Is they'll deliver booze now. Yeah, like there's yeah. bars that will make a cocktail and bring it to you. Absolutely. We're like cr- like crossing our fingers in New York that they let it stay because it would be amazing. Well, that the, go- the governor, <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt they're going to let the, them to do that delivery. But the governor said liquor stores were essential yeah. businesses, so they're doing banner business right now. Buddy of mine owns a liquor store in upstate New York. He said, "Vic, you'd think it was Christmas time." He goes, "We're just delivering and delivering like you wouldn't believe." We just ordered today um, because our liquor stores and the uh, cannabis stores were essential. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, no, you're not. You guys don't get to do this. Shut the doors. And the liquor store are because every, you know, every place has like their little chain and a place out here called Lee's. And they just because we like to drink. Becky started looking because our last order is getting low. So I was like, babe, you need to start figuring out how we're going to order this. And so at times, right. So we're not sitting here sober because. It's a pandemic. We need to be drinking. <laughs> yeah. And she hits me up today and she was like, dude, Lee's just opened back up for delivery and we can get a fucking a handle of Inejo fucking uh, Don Julio for like 112. I was like, bitch, you better order two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like here you can order from like an Italian restaurant and you can order a bottle of wine with your delivery. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah, oh, and I was like, I want that to stay. That's badass. Like, I order delivery all the time. It's gonna be, it's gonna be well, interesting to see what they do with there's some a, of that. There's a bar in. Sorry, I cut you off. There's no, a bar. Remember the bar in Brooklyn? Brooklyn? I forget the name of it, but they were doing a thing where they were selling you a pitcher of margaritas and a free roll of toilet paper with every purchase. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call genius That's marketing. Pretty funny. <laughs> Well, there was a thing. I saw an article. I shared it on Facebook. Um, and what was it called? It was about a, it was about gaslighting, I think, about what's going to happen with the economy 
and how they're, you know, we're going to, cause that's what the, that's what marketing gets paid to do is they get paid to do these things and come up with these genius ideas. Like here's a roll of toilet paper with a picture of margarita. And this whole idea was that they are going to come out and almost make you believe that that wasn't that bad. And what little bit did hurt you, we're here to fix it. And I posted this article three days ago and there have been so many just since I, and that's probably because I read it and then started paying attention, but there's already these companies that was like, you know, the car company Ford is like, we're going to defer your payments for six months because we know blah. And they've got this soft oh, like, yeah. voice oh, and it's like, you motherfuckers, oh, we yeah. know what you're doing. You're still charging us interest, aren't you? you oh, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to tackle all of that on back, the back end. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone's playing this, like, we're going to help you get through this and we've got all the medicine that you need. And there's some of them that I'm just like, you pathetic fucks. Like, you just stop it. Like, all you're doing, you're fucking yeah. vultures. You're as bad as that fucking little glow-in-the-dark orange bastard that's trying to run this country right now. <laughs> glow-in-the-dark orange. You know, the, the funny thing is, is I, I, it's going to be interesting to see because I think some of the norm is going to shift away from the cities. We're the ones who got the shit. Both people in the middle of nowhere aren't, you know, they're looking around going, you guys, I, we have friends who live in upstate New York. They're like, dude, it's, it's nothing up here. It's like nothing. Yeah. You know, and they're looking at us like we're insane and they're like, nothing, no one cares. It doesn't matter. So you're going to have this like weird dichotomy of yeah. people like us who are living in the fucking hell hole where there's 200,000 patients and then people who live in Iowa where there are seven. Yeah, but I like I have a friend that lives in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, and she was saying she's like, restaurants deliver now. Yeah, we, I never had that. She's like, maybe a Chinese restaurant and like maybe pizza. Other than that, like no one would deliver where she lives. She goes, now everyone delivers. She's like, I hope it stays like this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is good. I think it's a, I think it's something that's. I mean, they, you know, they talk about trying to stimulate the economy so we don't fail, so we don't get a, a you know. Because everyone's like, bring back the Roaring Twenties. And well, guess what, bitch? They're here. And yeah. depression's right around the corner if we don't fucking straighten up. Yeah. But I think people are trying so hard to keep as many people as employed as possible and oh, keep yeah. the shit moving. Because it is because as long as people are making money, they're going to keep fucking spending it. Yeah. yeah on, on something, whether it be Purell and disinfectant wipes, but they're spending it on something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear about that fuck that had gotten, like, he had went around to, like, t- I think it was a 10-mile radius and yes. collected, like, and then they shamed him. He's like, please. He got to the point where he's like, just take it. I don't want it because I don't want to be like this internet fucking retard. Oh, is that PC? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, who? What did he, he do? He, he bought he, he bought a bunch of, was it Purell, right? Or, or hand sanitizer? It was Purell. He got all the hand sanitizer he could find in a 10-mile radius, like from Dollar General to fucking Walmart to like anywhere you could. And he had bought it all up and then went and set up a storefront on Amazon and fucking gouged the shit out of the prices. And people were like, they called him out. Fucker. Wow. Yeah. What a piece out, of yeah. shit. I mean, we, we like got, you know, there's still gouging going on. And the problem is, is that they're so focused on medical and, and things like that. They're not focusing on other things. Like we, we just bought Swiffer wet oh. wipes and paid double the price. $40. $40 because <laughs> that's all that, you know, and it's like, that, you know, so Amazon, pissed. Amazon's trying to do a decent job to shut down some of these other ones, but they're not paying attention to things that they're that they don't put in like household cleaning products that aren't disinfectants, so people are charging you a fortune for those. So, right, you know, I mean, there's always there's always a piece of and man, the scams that are going on right now are unbelievable. Like fraudulent scams, getting people to give them their money that they're getting for the stimulus, signing over checks. We just got one in the mail where it was like, oh, here's a here's a check for your credit card debt. Well, if you deposit that check. You're basically giving people your fucking account numbers and guaranteeing a high interest rate low. <laughs> you know? Fuck. Yeah, it's like there are all these bullshit scams going on and, and it's it's scary. And, you know, honestly, you, you don't have enough agents running around to catch them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> My dad, every day, he shows me his phone because he sits there and he's like, what is this one? Because it's like, you know, it's the same thing. He's just like covered in the shit that keeps popping up. And it's the same. Hey, we need your credit card information because the car payment that blah, blah, blah. And he was like, but I don't. And he kind of starts questioning it. And at 75 and not super tech savvy, he's yeah. like, fuck, I don't know what's good and what's not. I'm like, unless you have their number or it's exactly who you know you've been dealing with, fuck off. Don't even, just ignore them. Yeah. And, 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 the and, and of course, are, because of his age, he's going to get targeted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, <clears throat> you remember uh, my videographer, his, uh, we, we refer to him as Christmas Disco because that's a stage name. <laughs> just because i always play it on here you can't hear it but since funny disco jingle <laughs> um <clears throat> his mom made a donation to um 
a presidential party at one point during election year or whatever. Yeah. And every year after that, she got the generic from the whoever it was. I think it was the Obamas, maybe. Yeah. And every year she gets it and she's like, yeah, come look at this. Look, they still send me Christmas cards. And he's like, Ma, it's not really them. That's they're not they're, Michelle and Obama are not sitting there or <clears throat> Barack rather aren't yeah. sitting there writing this note to you. Yeah, she's like, yeah, it is. Look, they signed it. And she's he's like, no, oh, they're not. It's an auto pen. Yeah, but so many people are they they don't. It's and it's not that they're stupid people, but it's like this fucking. Well, look, I got this thing, and it must be true. And unless you stay up on all the bullshit and scamming that. Yeah, we deal with that all the time because people pretend to be me and then they tell me, you know, oh, I've been talking. You're like, no, you haven't. Yes, I have. Trust me, you have it. And they won't believe me because yeah. they have, you know, some dude pretending to be me talking to them. And it's like, all right. Oh, easily. Yeah, a dozen to 20 a week. And it's getting even more now because all of these uh, companies like Instagram and Facebook, they don't have enough bodies to monitor it. So what they're trying to do is keep dangerous shit and child porn off. You know, scamming right. uh, uh, catfishers, yeah. they're, they're, they're on the low end of the totem pole. They're like, look, if you're a dumb fuck and you're going to lose your money, that's not our concern. we got to protect kids and, and some other, you know, dangerous situations. So, you know, it's it just – and we get every week, uh, you know, an email. Your wife's been talking to me. No, she hasn't. How do you know? Well, we've been in quarantine for four <laughs> weeks and I live in a small fucking apartment in New York. How's that yeah. for an answer? You know, you moron. I see her often. Yeah, I see her. I she see wakes her. me up at three in the morning. Yeah, like, <laughs> do you think if you are – my wife was on the phone with somebody, I wouldn't know when we're stuck in a house together. But, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Did they actually uh, – my Instagram, the one that – was basically full of just fuck you memes. Yeah. Got yeah, yeah. Deleted right at the beginning of March, right before the shit hit the fan. And the weird thing, the last thing I posted was a friend of mine um, had passed and I posted just a headshot of him. And I go to check because he was my, he was a good friend. So yeah. I was like, let me go look and see. Cause I want people to, to love this man. And I'm like, what do you mean that I can't get into my account? Because it was full of memes. Remember, it was yeah. full of memes. There yeah. was a, a handful of selfies. Yeah. Because I'm not a selfie person. Yeah. And then there was like 2% maybe that had porn that was overly censored with weird cartoon shit. They fucking deleted me. And I have fought and fought and I can't get it back. So now instead of John Paul the Pope, which is all of mine, including the dot com and everything, is gone. Now I have like official the Pope as my Instagram. I'm yeah. Yeah. What? Do I, I follow your new some, I got to follow it. I know I, I know. do because I just I, and I just tagged you in something, so I know. Yeah. What the f- that? Yeah, and the other thing too is like because there's no one in the office, you can't even you know file a claim really because no one's right. there you know to reactivate your account. I threw a fit and was like, "You motherfuckers!" Because I am in uh, because I'm into offensive shit. I'm into these. Pri- I've got a couple private groups I'm on Facebook and and they one of the guys had taken some blowjob picture of a girl just as big as her mouth could go, but they replaced the cock with carrots and Facebook <laughs> deleted it and, and tried to put him on a timeout. And he sent like, he put it in our group and showed us that he was like, you piece of shit motherfuckers. Why don't you get your dirty mind out of the fucking gutter? This girl is crying just because she's got a bunch of carrots in her fucking mouth. You piece of shit perverts. And this is the way he wrote to him. They responded, we're sorry. We made a bad mistake. <laughs> and they, and they put the fucking thing back up. And I'm like, you, so I went about the same things as the same people. Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm like, you motherfuckers. I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? You going to come at me because I'm a sex worker and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. Nothing. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Well, you have all so these girls too, me. like posting topless photos on Instagram right now because they know no one's working. I'm like you bitches better delete that because eventually someone's coming back to work and they're coming for your ass. Yeah, the problem, the problem right. is, is you can delete it, but it's still on their servers. Yeah. Once you put it up, they have complete access to it. There was just, there was literally just a case that showed up that uh, Mashable got sued by a photographer. They wanted to use a photo of hers that she put on Instagram and they were going to give her 50 bucks. And she was like, oh, fuck yourself. I'm worth more than 50 bucks. So they said, okay. So instead of using the photo, they used the full Instagram picture with her name on it. Well, she sued them for copyright infringement. And Mashable won the lawsuit because on the terms and conditions, you give the authority, once you put it on Instagram, for it to be reused if you're credited in your Instagram. Wow. Fuck. 
So you know another yeah, way man. I don't know where to go about this is I'm going to put Kardashian on the end of everything. I'm just going to start calling my like the Kardashian Pope because <laughs> apparently if Kardashians in the name, you can show anything you want on it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, listen, we have double. Standards. You look good Tri- with a fake butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need something back there to hold my damn pants up. <laughs> oh my god! I wonder what I wonder what Kardashian lips look like right about now. Oh no! No Botox. I was going to say with no Botox, I kind of wonder what it is. I, now I'm like, I wonder what it looks like on social media. There is, there, is, there is no way on God's green earth they haven't literally bankrupted themselves finding some schmuck who will show up with a needle and Botox. Guaranteed. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't have anyone living with them. It's oh, like, go true. out in the back house and you can live there until this is over with. Yeah. yeah. My, this is my personal Botox assistant. That'd be nice. It's gonna be uh, well. It's gonna be interesting when we come out of it. How how valuable those people are. <laughs> yeah, because there's not a whole lot of. Uh, here she is, Kim Kardashian. One hundred and sixty-five million people actually give a fuck about this person. <laughs> it just amazes me, and I I was talking about her just recently because I'm like, my my wife's guilty pleasure is watching that show, and for years I'm like. Why do you watch these people? These people are fucking pathetic. Yeah. And they give false hope to the majority of the world and they blah, blah, blah. All of the things that most of us know. Yeah. She's like, it's my guilty pleasure. Go fuck yourself. So, and then she started recently saying, well, you know, they're starting to do good things. And I was like, so how many fucking decades have they been famous for just being socialite fucking rich fucks? Which is fine. Be happy that you're rich, but to glamorize it that much and do nothing. And now that Kim, I think, is the one who's finally stepped up and tried to do something. I was like. Yeah. Technically, it's not even Kim anymore because she looks nothing like the real Kim Kardashian. Yeah. The original no. Kim Kardashian and the new one, totally different people. No, completely. Yes. But it's the same thing. Like, look at this Tiger King shit. Oh, my God. I, did bo- you see the post I put up with me that my face got photoshopped into the Tiger King? Yes. <laughs> oh, no? I saw it, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't see that? Hold yeah. on. I'm going to pull it up so Danny can see this now. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, some of that Tiger King <laughs> shit took place in uh, your hometown there. <laughs> out here? Yeah. In Vegas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That uh, low guy had a house out there, and he was bringing tiger cubs into um, Vegas hotels in suitcases. Oh, that's yeah. right. That guy was such a weird person. Everybody <laughs> in that band. They're all they're trash on. humans. Like, you're such a fucking strange individual. Yeah. The whole but everyone's thing. like obsessed with them, and I'm like, these are trash human beings. Like, why? <laughs> why? Let's see if that'll pop up for you. Oh, oh God! <gasps> Please send me that. I want that as my contact photo for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know who Wolf Hudson is? Who? Yeah, Wolf Hudson. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. did it, and then Wolf. it started becoming a thing where everyone was like, "Do me, do me," and I it fin- I finally caught wind of it, and I was like. Please, Mr. Wolf, please. <laughs> and he sent me that. And mine looks probably better than most just because of my skin complexion. I was like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. I love Wolf. <laughs> so good. So, sir, are you ready, ready to, you ready to answer my questions? Um, I'm always ready, sir. You good? Yeah. So, so at the end of every I'm, episode, we do a thing called uh, VIX 10. And it's uh, 10 okay. questions I ask everyone. All right. And the first question is, what's the most annoying question people ask you? The most annoying question people ask me. Um, I don't know, annoying. If I had, if I had, to, if anything, it would probably be, how does your wife feel about this? Yeah, that's pretty. Because in my head, because to me, I'm like, she hates me and she fucking beats me up every time I come home. But I keep doing it, <laughs> dumbass. Like, why? It just that's annoying to me because it's like she's completely okay with it because. I still do it, fucker. Yeah. I'm still married. So that's probably the most annoying one that I can think of. Uh, what's your favorite way to eat a potato? Damn. This is complicated because I like potatoes. Um, <laughs> probably French fry. Yeah. Like just French fries are my favorite and then mashed probably after that. What do you think the title of your autobiography will be? My autobiography. Autobiography is the one I would write, right? Yep. Um, I probably would title it "Gotcha, Bitch." <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you say was the biggest turning point in your life so far? Um, the biggest turning point in my life was probably when I 
uh, was dating a girl who was a stripper in Atlanta. I was managing a porn store and we had a lap dance place upstairs and it wasn't dating her by any means, but because of dating her, she also was a bondage model, not porn star, just a bondage model. And she got hired to go work for kink way back in the day. And she was like, do you want to come out with me? And I was like, well, fuck, I've never been to San Francisco. Sure. I went out there and ended up meeting my old boss from LA and because she worked with him also. And then I sent him pictures cause I was an aspiring photographer and sent him some pictures of when we were there shooting like a, a, a natural light shoot in the hotel we were staying in. And he offered me a job. So that was kind of one of the, that was where wow. it went from me being a porn store guy to starting to get to where I am now. And then the weirdest part is about I, when I moved out, I came out with a duffel bag and a book of CDs. That's how I came to California. <laughs> you just aged yourself because you said a book of CDs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the flip thing with like the sleeves. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the whole, like the thing that you would like, it was, it was four per page. And yes. when you opened it up, you had eight. <laughs> oh God. What are you most proud of? Um, what am I most proud of? It's, this may be cheesy, but being a dad. Aww. That's not cheesy. That's Gross. a good thing to be proud of. <laughs> what takes up too much of your time? Um, working. <laughs> yeah. What I feel like. What's your favorite smell? My favorite smell? Yeah. Um, damn, what's my favorite smell? It would either be leather mm. or whiskey. One of those two. Neither of which are waiting, a surprise. Yeah. I was waiting to hear your answer after you saying you were excited to smell people again. <laughs> <laughs> what gets you fired up? Um, fired up in a good way or a bad way? However you take it. Um, what gets me fired up, I'll give you two. <clears throat> what gets me fired up in a good way is what I do for a living. So the excitement of like being able to do something super crazy and go super intense with it. What gets me fired up in a bad way, which is also probably a good result, is fucking Donald Trump. That <laughs> motherfucker. I like I'll tell you this, I had a dream um a couple of weeks ago and I woke up and I smiled for days because of this. <laughs> that I was in some I don't I was in some random place. I don't know where I was, and I was talking with someone and suddenly that fuck walked in. And I looked up and I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? And he got mouthy with me. And I was like, and I started going off on him. Like, you know, do you even realize how fucking stupid you are? And I just kept going at him and he kept trying to mouth back at me. And then all of a sudden, I guess I pushed the right button and he lunged and put his hands on me. And when he lunged, I clocked him and knocked his ass cold. <laughs> the best detail of that dream is I remember the, when he hit the ground and I was like, damn, he's fucking fat. Cause that was a loud ass thump when he hit the ground. <laughs> I have smiled since then that I actually like hit him and remember how it felt on my fist when I fucking dropped him. Like, that's, so if that doesn't answer your question yeah. about him firing me up. Yeah, I, I get <laughs> pretty, pretty much picked that. What do you wish you knew more about? What do I wish I knew more about? Um, fuck. Marketing. I wish I knew more about marketing. The future. Like, if, if I could figure out what the next thing is, I'd be golden. Because <laughs> I could get a start on it and maybe even set it to where I was the one that was doing it and they could make the most money and then ease off on having to work so much. That'd be nice. Okay, final question. What's the one question you would want everyone you meet to answer? So everybody you talk to, they have to answer one question. They got to they gotta tell you what, they, that, what their truth is. Fuck. I was going to say, what do you masturbate to? But I would, there's certain people I don't want answering that. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck. Let's see. Um, cheesy, I think. I'm gonna, this is going to probably be another cheesy one. But be like, what makes you smile? Like, that would be a cool thing to know from everybody you ever spoke to. Because no matter what, everybody needs to smile. Mm-hmm. I know this probably can't be. But I think that would be a cool thing to know about every single person you meet. It also yeah. tells you a lot about the person, too. Right. Yeah. That's it. Those are my 10. <laughs> <laughs> How'd I do? Was I okay? Did I pass? You did great. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> I love oh, it. God. So, 
Um, do you guys, do you want to wrap it up? Because I know, Miss Lady, you got things you got to go do to get ready. Like, ho show life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you got? We usually do shameless plugs, so why don't you uh, plug your podcast and we'll plug ours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, so mine is uh, Alone with the Pope, and it's everywhere, including YouTube. There's even a .com that I've redirected, so if you want to go to the .com, that'll take you to all of my nonsense. And what about you guys? Plug it, plug it. I actually, just for the record, on my YouTube channel, you can put featured uh, YouTube pages, and I have you guys as a featured channel on my page. Uh, oh, we'll have to look. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll swap with you. Because <laughs> I, I, I reference you guys so much. Like, I'm always, like, at some point, like, if it's not me talking about you, like, some of the newer girls, like, oh, my God. JP, did you ever meet Danny Daniels? I'm like, bitch, meet her. Oh yeah, I met that? her. <laughs> yeah, meet her. Meet her. I've had dinner with her. I made her into Jesus once. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was one of my favorite days. So he's like, what do you want to do today? I was like, I really want to be like crucified, like on a cross. He's like, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, if, do there was a, that? if there was ever anybody who could. <laughs> if there was ever anybody who could. First time I ever actually crucified a girl was, um, her name was Annie Cruz. Oh She's yeah. school. Okay, and Annie, something happened with the scheduling. This is back in L.A. years ago, and something happened with the scheduling. The only day we could get her was on a Sunday, and it happened to be Easter. And when I first met the wife, I was telling her the story of how one of my prideful moments was I had tied a woman to a cross on Easter Sunday and flung the shit out of her. And she was like, you'll never do it again, not if you're going to be with me. She was like, you do not get to work on Easter. And she's just religious enough. She's not enough, not a Bible thumper, but she was like, no. You don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Good you thing know. you got it out of your system. <laughs> Christmas and Easter will we'll avoid. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh my gosh. Uh what's your new Instagram? Um, what is the new Instagram? I just said it. I think it's official underscore the Pope. Yeah, I think that's it. That's the one. Yes, official underscore uh, sorry, I got distracted because I was doing uh we were talking about these robotic looking people. <laughs> oh dear God. But yes, it's official. Um, go away. Hey, you, you official know, I, I understand you're pissed off about the president. You have them to thank for it. Reality television is what oh, gave us what God. we got. Yeah, That's, exactly. You know, yeah. we we don't we don't know how to do anything measured anymore. Everything has to be over dramatic, and it's because we've spent 20 years now with reality television in our face. Mm-hmm. And people keep watching it. People yeah. keep watching it. Like, there's so much good reality TV to watch besides that kind of shit. Like. The fucking you're fired. How about fuck you? You're fired. Yeah. That's what I want. I want the next president when they take their oath, look in the camera and be like, "You're fired, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, right. I want Gordon Ramsay to be president. Gordon, except <laughs> except he's British, but yeah, we'll take him. It'd be good. Yeah, I was gonna say he would say it. He would say it and smile. <laughs> what are you, an idiot sandwich? But uh, you can find us at the two onions dot com, which has the same thing as you all of the channels that you can possibly look at. Yeah. Um, well, you can, guys are doing... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, follow me on TikTok. Dane Daniels TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the only person. I, I started a TikTok because I was like, I have to get the brand, the John Paul the Pope yeah, brand. Yeah. And I don't do anything on it. And then I started one that I have that I'm not going to say publicly because, well, it's for me and my kids. I don't want these fuckers yeah. swarming on that. Yeah. But I started doing it with him. And I was like, all right, buddy, you want to do TikTok? We're going to do TikTok. And he... It is... Oh, God, I don't know if I got it. Did I save it? Because it's so sappy. Because I expected him to want to do, like, a silly dance or sing a silly song or have some funny trick or some trending thing that I didn't know about. Yeah. And instead, he picked the sappiest music. Like, it sounds like something out of a Disney movie. Like, an intro to, like, this possible love story that's about to start. And he had his little stuffed dog that he calls Pup Pup on one side. And we had our little terrier mix laying in his uh, papazon. And he was like, okay, some of her, some of this, some of her, some of this. And then we put it to the music and it, it's, it's sappy. It's so sappy. And I couldn't believe it, but he was like, like that's what I wanted, Daddy. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, I, I was talking to Chad from Doc Johnson. He's like, aren't you a little old for TikTok? I'm like, oh, definitely. I am the gilf of TikTok. But I also hit a million <laughs> followers, so fuck you. <laughs> and now it's I know, because you just hit a million followers, right? Yeah. Yeah, a million, yeah. And now it's it's actually, if you look now, everybody and their mother's on TikTok. I mean, Gordon Ramsay's on TikTok. It's like they're they're just, it's no longer for the young. They're poor, poor young people 
got yet yeah. another one of their things stolen from out from under them. So, yeah. Well, they, they're too young to know how to use it properly. Yeah. Like, because because I, I remember when Snapchat first came out, that was everybody. Was like, oh, that's just a kid thing. And yeah. like I had people working for me and I was like, what is Snapchat? Should I be on it? And they're like, no, you're too old. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm too fucking old. And they're like, it's it's for the kids. Like, you wouldn't understand it. And then when they explained how it worked, I was like. That sounds stupid. Like, why would you send a message just to have it deleted? And that's all I remembered about it. And then, of course, I went on to try and make money off the same fucking social yeah, media. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the way it works. <laughs> but, all right, I mean, sir. at the end of the day, we're the ones who know the social media. We, we're the ones who came up and watched it become what it was. I mean, if you think about it, <clears throat> we were talking about this the other day, that MySpace was like – it was basically like going to visit a friend. There was no feed. You remember that? You yeah. Know, if you wanted to know what they were doing, you'd go to their page and you'd listen to their music and be like, fuck you because I'm not in your top eight, you asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And then Facebook was like, we're going to do this feed thing. And you're like, I don't want to feed. I don't want to, if I want news, I'll go read news. I don't like this creeper thing. And now it's turned into everything has followed this feed mm-hmm. bullshit. I yeah. miss MySpace. MySpace was the shit. <laughs> Did you delete it? I don't know. I might Ghost. still have it. Go search and see. I Mine is still there. It's really weird looking because the format's off. Because remember, we all would put in weird HTML and change everything. Yeah. yeah. So mine's kind of fucked up looking, but it's still there. Oh, my God. That's so good. I'm going to look when I, I get go, yeah. Yeah, I got to go look and see if mine's there. It's like a time capsule. Absolutely. It is. It is. There, unfortunately, there's. I went on there and there were several people that are no longer with us. And I was like, well, that's weird because they're still in my top eight. And I can't yeah. go back and change it because I don't know the password. But then there's these pictures, and I was like, who's that baby with my girl? Oh, that's me. Like, yeah. look gray, and I'm, like, fucking 15, 20 pounds lighter. I'm, like, this skinny little guy that actually doesn't have this gut hanging out in front of me. Uh, and I was like, I can't believe how fucking young I am or any of my friends. So it is. It's kind of like a fucking time capsule. Wow. The good old days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My dad even didn't have all the gray that he's got now, so it's kind of weird. Oh, my God. I love it. I'm glad that we got a chat. Yeah. I am too. This is super awesome. I'm, it, it, it sucks that it took a goddamn pandemic for us to do this. I but. know. We didn't even think well, about we, yeah, we definitely, being able yeah, to... We're going to have to come out and do this in person. Um, I know Carol wants to, but Carol Montgomery wants to come out and do your show too. So, Oh, I'm I'm totally... I'm, every time I see her pop up on social media, I'm like, she better... Because she after the thing, after your show, she actually said, here, take my phone number. And I was like, Wait a minute, what? And I was like, she really? And she's like, here. And she pulled my phone and she typed it in and then texted herself so she'd have my number. Yeah. And she's like, when I come to Vegas next time, I'm going to call you. And I was like, okay. And I've been like waiting. And I'm like, she's not going to ever come to Vegas. And I was like, but when she does, I'm calling her ass and be like, bitch, I know you were here. I saw you. (laughs) (laughs) She'd love it. We had her. We had her on the podcast. She's hysterical. You have a. You'll have a great time with her. I'd love to be a fly on the wall. Recently. Nikki Glaser, do you know who she is? Yeah, yeah. You you did her she, show. She did what? I did she, her she show. She was on the show. Oh, with, so, okay. Then I, you it did. was actually a really funny and story. I'll tell it really fast, but I did it with Lex. And, okay. um, like, Lex and I never fucked because we both wanted to fuck for each other's sites, and neither one of us would fuck for the other person's site because we were both, like, money hungry. So we, right. like, were like, fuck it, then I'm not doing it. And so we, like, both put each other on no list because we were like, I'd only fuck him if it's for my website and vice versa. So we got, I got casted for Nikki's show with Lex. And they're like, it's simulated sex. Like, do you mind? I was like, I don't mind. But, like, we, like, hate fucked each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just hate, well, obviously, like, simulated sex fucked each other. And then, right. like, he was, like, we get along fine. We don't have any bad blood, but we're just, like... The whole day, we're like, working with Lex for the first time. And, like, everyone got all excited. And then when they came out, they're like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, she, uh, she, I guess she had a, a model, Kristen Scott, who I don't know if you guys know who she is. She's uh, fairly uh, newer, I guess, in the last couple of years. And uh, she went on there. And I guess Nikki is a huge kink fan. Like, I'm finding out over time. And not so much as a, a huge kink fan as she is a huge this guy fan. <gasps> I didn't and I'm know like, that. I had no idea. And Kristen, after she did the show, texted me and she's like, oh my God, she knows exactly who you are, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no shit. And she's like, I just did her show. And then I had like three or four people from LA texting me and they're like, dude, I was just listening to this Nikki Glaser girl. And she's like calling your fucking John Paul the Pope name out and talking about all this shit. And I was like, holy fuck. So I was flipping around before in between the podcasts I'm doing today. And one of her videos just randomly popped up some interview 
And I'm watching it, and within like 10 minutes of it being on, she talks about this kink series, and she, and she starts plugging kink.com, and I'm like, oh, shit. And she's like, the series, and the first time I squirted was watching this new series, and I'm like, like everyone, I'm like, tell us the series. And it was the fucking um, School of Submission that I did with Kristen Scott. And I then I, we started this podcast, so I'm going to go back and finish and see if she actually says my name again, because I'm like, you dirty little slut. That's amazing. Why don't you reach out to her? <laughs> reach out to her. She'll probably do your yeah. podcast. <laughs> I reached out. I, once I found out about it, I tag, like I went on and tagged her and said, I heard you were a fan. We should hang out. You can do my podcast and I'll do yours. And she's just like, she said something like, uh, yeah, you caught me. I'm a fan. And that was it. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Step up. I'll Step do up. It. <laughs> Give but it that's up. That's my goal. I won't. <laughs> I want to get her, and I am still twenty uh, twenty. Unless this quarantine stays on forever, I'm still planning and wanting to do the fucking Joe Rogan show. Like I just have to get my shit and apply and be like, Joe, come on, dude, let's talk. Yeah, we got that'd, that'd, that'd be a good one too. Because <laughs> I got just enough dirty stuff for him to. All right, I got questions, but then I have enough co- in common with him that I'm like, we could probably talk about all kinds of random shit. Can Absolutely, <laughs> but also I the want dirty that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but also yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll just look at him and say, tell all whoever's pushing the buttons, don't push the fucking yeah. monetize on this one, because this one's going to get nasty. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get into the dirty stuff. Yeah. We'll have to do that for the next one. All right. I'm down. <laughs> um, all righty. You guys, that was awesome. It was yeah, great to thanks. talk to you, man. Thanks for catching up. It was up. great talking to you guys. Um, I guess until next time. See you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>